welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to make the monthly minimum payments on the credit card you open to finance that beautiful sofa your kid immediately spilled juice on. Today's episode is another two-hander. Yeah, on the one hand, we'll catch a ride on the Postmates post-up, learn about the task of tutoring, and explore the old cookware cosplay. Then we can experience the chauffeur allure, attend the valet ballet, and speak in the stuntman spectacular vernacular. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. (laughs) And Jason Bieber. And on today's episode, we have the privilege, nay, the thrill of not one, but two spectacular artists. She is an award-winning actress, singer, dancer, and comedian whom you've seen on shows like General Hospital and Conan O'Brien Can't Stop and has toured all over the world. He's an actor, comedian, a writer, director, and an artist who has appeared in films like Clint Eastwood's Richard Jewell and shows like Review and General Hospital. They are an incredible Hollywood couple and also good friends whom we are so excited to catch up with after such a long time. Please welcome to the show the fabulous Frederica Meek and the superb Richard Lee Warren. Woo! Yes. Wow. Hey, hey, that was quite an introduction. Wow. I, I'll never get I'll never get an intro that good again. That was you amazing. You probably won't. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Jason Jason has made it his job to like kick it up a notch. Every intro gets even more I mean, you should write a book on intros. Like, you just put all the intros in it. I have saved all of our intros in one long, continuous document. And when when we finally finish this project that has no ending in sight, no. then I will publish a book of intros. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got it down. Fantastic. Yeah. Those tongue twisters, and I don't practice beforehand, I should really <laughs> just... You're doing great. That's what's fun because you'll get a tongue right. twister and then you'll go into your Jamie laugh. <laughs> that. I can't help it. I can't help it. She that. complains about it, but I like, you know, like I threw myself one today. You did. I'm so proud of you. Usually he gives himself like really clean copy and he just sees mm-hmm. how good I can be without practicing. Yeah. I appreciate well, it. You nailed it. Well, you guys oh, nailed it because. You know, you gave us all the fodder for an amazing intro. All we had to do was come up with some rhymes and and uh, alliteration. Okay. Well, let's build on that fodder because let's, I think we're going to have an amazing podcast. Yeah, 100%. Because um, let's just talk for a second how I met Freddie in an audition. And it was like, a, I mean, it was so professional. And they were all women and they were had their own production company, Boom Chick Boom. And I was really nervous because I only wanted to work in female-driven content, female-driven narrative, and that just doesn't exist. I mean, it does more so now, yeah. but there was not a room or a space where that existed. And so when we I got that- our time. You were before your time. And to even have gotten into the room with you guys felt like such a huge win. And this was a roster of women who had- so many credits and we're so talented and I was like hi (laughs) let's do this um it was amazing and then you and then through you I met Richard um and when she told me about Richard and his work as a stuntman and you were traveling around the world um I was I think you were in Thailand when I maybe met Freddie 
Yeah, Singapore. We just gone to Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It blew my mind what you guys were doing. You know, I was just working like an office job that started as a temp, just trying to get auditions. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, Freddie, you've been out here for a long time. Because you started when you were a baby. <laughs> yeah. You still are a baby. You're Thanks. a baby with a baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I came out here to go to law school. Yeah. Wait a minute. You what? came out here to go to what law school? Um, so I got into Whittier Law School. Oh. Um, I had to defer my scholarship for a year because I did wrong paperwork. And subconsciously, I may have done that on purpose, but happens. Yeah, I, um, I feel like as a as a pre law person, paperwork should kind of be. That's your why wheelhouse. I think. That's why I think subconsciously I did that on purpose. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a conscious thing, but but yeah. So during I had to defer it for a year, and I got on um, a dance scholarship at uh, Millennium Dance Studios. Amazing. And I took the LSAT again, and I did even better. But I also Amazing. lost the desire to go to law school. I figured yeah. I would be a really good lawyer, but I wouldn't be happy. And it was even at the tender age of 19, I was all about being happy. Yeah. So, so luckily yeah. I have supportive parents and they were like, okay, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Let's talk about that. She was already out of college at 19. Yeah. I was just going to say, so side note, I think uh -huh. we have a mutual friend in common, Natasha Dayon. <laughs> and yes. you and Natasha are the only two people I know who graduated college or like were 19 starting law school. And yeah. I'm just like, how does that happen? What the hell is that about? Did you guys go to the same high school? No, cause she's local to here. She used to live in Long Beach and I'm, um, you know, from Chicago. You went to school in Chicago? Yes, I went to school in Chicago. Um, gotcha. And then in uh, Virginia, I went to college in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I met Tasha, my, okay, my parents split up. My mom moved out here when I was 12. So yeah. I've been coming out here a lot. And I met Tasha on an audition when I was out here visiting. That's crazy. We were auditioning for a play called Love and Something. It was a really janky black play. <laughs> that's all you can do when you're- um, I, I didn't even know that story. Yeah. I, love, I love that as love a subtitle something. for the play. Love and Something, a really janky a really black janky play. Black I love that. <laughs> I love that as your memoir title. Um, I'm saying, let's write it down. This is happening. Okay. Yeah. So we both got hired for the play. I don't think the play ever happened. I remember going to a couple of rehearsals, but Tasha and I just really, really, really clicked. And yeah, I see that. And, you too, and, yeah. Yeah, right? Because she's, yeah. she's just amazing. She reminds me a lot of you because of oh. your trajectories were so similar. Law school, creatives, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, young yeah. when you did it like yeah. yeah yeah and um i so i graduated a year before she did um yeah, but she got the paperwork done she got the yeah. paperwork done the, the bright done. lights of hollywood didn't blind her from the paperwork she mm -hmm. got it done by the way I, both of you guys both of you guys came and supported me at one of natasha's events uh one time. yeah i remember which that. one was yeah it was it was a i did i did like a uh, that's right. I didn't even know that was Natasha's event then because event. I hadn't met her yet. Yeah, that's right. Oh that was her event. God. That is what so... event are we talking about? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I did. Uh, people yeah. were doing poetry or reading. She, yeah, I remember their, she used their, to have those work. events yep. that where people would come. And I actually did one too. I did one at um, at the train station 
Um, I did not know. I wrote a mon- I wrote like a three page monologue for it. It was, it was a liter- literature event. Yeah, it was all about yeah. Cool. Um, it, yeah. it's um dirty dirty laundry lit. Dirty, dirty laundry, laundry lit. lit. Dirty laundry. Yes. Oh, dirty laundry. Okay, I did know that. And dirty it was a holiday was- one. I did a holiday one where I talked about my dad going to prison and stuff like that. And so you guys came and supported me. Yeah. Oh my god, I have to write her after this because I didn't even that. like associate the two because I met her in grad school, which I went to grad school after that. Um, wow. Wow. Oh my god, that's crazy, so funny. Right? Small world. Oh my God, it's such a small world. I love this. Okay, keep yeah. going. I love this episode. This is so good. Um, oh yeah, so we just we just completely hit it off. And um, she said, you know, she had her desires and she was like, I'm going to law school. And I was like, okay, I'll see you there in a year. Nope. Nope. Nope, didn't happen. Nice idea. <laughs> Thought about it. So that's... That's uh, that's interesting. I'd like to talk to you about the fact that you were pursuing law and that was going to be your main trajectory. And there, you had already been auditioning for theater. Acting was just dance at that time. Just dance. Just dance. Okay. So you'd been, so you'd been, you were a dancer. I didn't even know y'all. I didn't know that college was not mandatory. I didn't either. I did not either. You know what? Good parents don't let their kids know that. March of senior year. I had yeah, no I'm the opposite, idea. complete opposite. My parents <laughs> didn't graduate high school, so it was not important oh. at all to me. But okay. anyway, go ahead, Freddie. Um, I then retract what I just said. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> so Richard's mom's listening to the episode going, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's how you spell podcast. No. Listen, Ooh. his mom is really smart. And a wonderful, wonderful Southern woman. Yeah. Okay. Really I mean, it and happens. She, did the be- she had him when she was 14. Listen, like, oh, really? exactly. She Listen. Did, we do the best that we can with what we know. Exactly. Absolutely. And the guy who started Nordstrom's as a shoe store only had an eighth grade level of education and became. There you like, go. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just saying that it, it just was, it wasn't important. Yeah. But you, but you made it important because you I went did. and graduated. Correct. Which is but a anyway, big, back to me. Yeah, back um, to Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I really wasn't trying to take away from that. You'll have your turn. <laughs> no, all I was going to say was um, I had a friend, Erica, in high school who was going, uh, decided to enlist in the army, and I literally said to her when she got accepted, "Aren't you going to get in trouble with the government?" And she looked at me and she was like, "Federica." And I said, aren't you? And so I go home and I said, daddy, Erica's going to the army. Doesn't she have to go to college? And he looked at me like, how do I, like now I can see his face. Like, how do I answer that question without telling her it's not mandatory to go to college? Mm -hmm. And I said, is college mandatory? And he said, for you and walked out of the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's That's good. That's good. That's good. That having been said, I do wish I would have done a gap year. Yeah, yeah, Me yeah, too. Yeah. Right? I think I would. I think I, I never, would have been better in college if I had had a gap year. Me too. But like a, a working a gap thing. year, not just a fuck around gap I w- year. Yeah, like I had the chance to go to um, Spain for a semester, and I turned it down um, during my junior year. And I turned it down because I had just pledged. I wanted to get to know my line sisters, and I was also scared to go out of the country because my daddy was getting sick. But I mm. wouldn't have felt like after high school. I think if I had 
had that opportunity and done that then, I think that would have been so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So many things that like, well, I tell my students now who are all undergrads, like do everything now, do not saddle yourself with like, if I don't start now, then I'm not going to make it like, no, 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 no. Like take a second, take a gap year after you graduate college, if you need to, you know, just be in the moment of where you are, live a little bit, do a hundred things, fail at all of them. If you have to don't race into this, you know, sort of, um, what do they call it? A rat race? The rat, rat race. Rat Just to world. become oh, stuck, a cog in the wheel of like somebody else's machine. Like go live your life for a second. So you, yeah. th- you can understand the world a little bit better. So you can yeah. be more knowledgeable and how you feel about things, right? Um, form your own opinions about things. I think it's really important, especially if you go to school locally where your parents are, for college, you're not getting enough separation from their lives to form your own opinions and thoughts and ways to do things, right? So yeah. even a gap year after college is great. I think it's so important for every, like, and if I, if I could possibly do this, for every senior in high school, for everyone to spend time abroad, not oh, yeah. only... I mean, it's so important. Like yeah. as mm-hmm. Americans, we're so spoiled and unappreciative of what we do have here. And that's not to say that there's, you know, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast about the things that are wrong with America, but to be able to appreciate literally that. things, right? Let's do it. Literally <laughs> things like running water, you know, yeah. go, you know, just things like Although you could just go to Flint, Michigan, and again, yeah. Another and in fairness, if I do a gap year and I'm still considering it, I'm not right. going somewhere that doesn't have running water. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised, though. I mean, so many people I know leave college and do do sort of a gap year, but they do it with the Peace Corps, and they are yeah. going to okay. places without running water, and it's the best yeah, experience of their life. That's good. <laughs> They're going to run I mean, the I water. I have like a handful of friends who did that. That's great. Um, and yeah, and I think it's it's so valuable to um, I don't know self identify. Who are you? Like we don't know who we are if we yeah. don't leave home. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I, my gap year was just getting in my car and driving across the country and living in California, working at Starbucks and figuring it out right after college. So um, yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important. I think I think you do like four months working in the Peace Corps, four months doing an apprenticeship, and then like the rest of it, bum around Ibiza. But let's, uh, <laughs> sure. But let's talk about- We'll probably um, start at 3 a.m. Yeah. Richard did his in Singapore. That's true. <laughs> that's, my, was that, that's my segue. Was well, <laughs> that your gap year? I think that, I think you were working. Well, I, yeah, my gap year was before I even went to college. So I didn't go to college until I was 24. So yeah. I was, oh, okay. I, I got out of high school and, and didn't think about college at all. And what uh, did you think about uh, working and getting out of the house and getting away from, from my parents and uh, uh, yeah, making my own, about, making my own way, you know, were you thinking about, was, were you, were you considering your uh, career as an artist already at that point? Because no. you're, you're a fine no. artist and you're an actor, a stuntman and um, a visual artist, you know, you're the real deal. Well, thank you. And I, I didn't think that was going to be my future. When I graduated high school, uh, I worked um, making barbed wire at Forbes Steel. And um, mm-hmm. 
and then I, um, I just worked, I just worked. And, and, and then one day I, 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 um, I, I saw a guy at, at the factory. This is a true story. I saw a guy, um, I was the only white dude working graveyard ship, making barbed wire and a guy lost his finger that night. Oh, and, Jesus. and I'm like, you know what, maybe I should take some night classes. I went back to my old high school art teacher and I remember seeing a flyer for college and, um, she wrote me a letter of recommendation. I started taking night classes. I hated high school, so I didn't want to go to school at all. And mm -hmm. and then I realized that when you do it for yourself, and it, this is still on the subject of you guys talking about a gap year, because yeah. what a gap what a gap year will do was it helps you get away, focus on what you really wanted to do. 100%. So for me, in hindsight, uh, it worked out that way because I knew that that's really what I wanted to study. I knew that's really what I wanted to get into. So. I moved to Savannah, Georgia. I lived there for a year because you can get a Pell Grant. If you live in a, in a state for a year, you can, you're allowed to get a Pell Grant. So I'd already moved away at 20, it was around 23 and then 24, um, now I can go to college. And all my, my uh, night classes transferred over and I'm in art school, Savannah College of Art and Design. Wow. Which is a very prestigious art yeah. school. And, um, and I studied film while I was there. So I, I, I did all my art classes and, and film was, uh, the other classes that I took. So I studied screenwriting and all that and acted in, in short films while I was there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a passion for the acting part. Um, and when I came out here um, and, and I met uh, Frederica years later after I moved oh, out I'm here, like, but she, she also, it didn't happen right away, but, but <laughs> you, you still had more credits than anyone that I'd met at the time. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a real working actor. This is great. Um, but I came out here and went to, I always wanted to be a stunt guy and I went to a, a stunt school. Oh yes. The story. Yes. This is a whole separate podcast that we can talk about, <laughs> but I will, I will leave you with a dangling carrot and a cliffhanger, but I went to a stunt school. Uh, I paid dues. Uh, uh, it was not a legitimate stunt school. I oh. learned, a, I learned a lot from this guy, but he did not okay. teach. He did not teach how to, how to get into the business as a stunt person. He just took money. Uh, and not only did he take me under his wing, but I started helping him teach classes. Uh, and then he winded up, um, he's in jail. He, he murdered somebody and, oh, I, and I knew the guy he killed and it was somebody that was, uh, around the stunt school. And, and then for a while there, I was so, like, that was my note. LA, that was my LA story. So when I'm like, wow, I move out here to do this. And the guy that teaches me everything is a cold blooded killer. We have a true crime podcast here. Um, this story, this story is amazing. Sorry. We are going to do this podcast. Okay. We're going to produce this podcast from mm -hmm. beginning to end a very special 10 episode. Oh yeah. True crime. I got names. I got stories. I got, yeah, the whole Where's that jingle, jingle, jingle. There's, I mean, California stuntman murder, stuntman school murders. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So there Done. you go. So yeah, um, so that happened, and then I, I didn't think that was going to be uh, any anything. I didn't think anything was going to happen. I did you keep I... the school going? Like he no, went to no. jail, but oh, okay. no, I did not. And the other guys wanted to. Oh, the guys God. wanted to keep it going. Of course. And I'm like, no, no, I'm away from that. I didn't mm -hmm. think anything was ever going to happen. I auditioned for a stunt show, a live action stunt show. It was Fantasmic at Disneyland, and uh, I won the lottery. I, I got it. And after I got that, then I started meeting real people in the business. And then they started telling me what you really have to do. And um, from there on, it went from place to place to place. And, and um, I started getting live shows and live shows led to a few TV and film work. I still do it every now and then. Um, like only by recommendation only. I don't pursue it. 
Yeah. Uh, I hurt my knee several years ago. And again, it's hindsight. Like it, I went to depression after I, I couldn't do physical things. Um, but it made me focus on writing and acting mm-hmm. and, and, and like, okay, stunts was fun. That was a fun roller coaster ride, but I still get it. Like I, someone said, Hey, we're doing this star Wars show and they need a, they need a guy your age to get drug out of a house and thrown into the street and spoilers. It's for a skeleton crew. That's, that's going to be on Disney plus star Wars show. Nice. Um, and basically it's Goonies in space. Um, awesome. So it's, it's geared toward more towards the younger, um, star Wars characters. We'll be watching. We'll be watching. You'll see. Me. <laughs> so, yeah. So for that, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a stunt gig every now and then. Yeah. But, um, uh, I feel that way about acting now. Like when I had, when I was pregnant, um, I was still going full throttle and the casting director was like one that I'd seen a bunch of times. She's like, when are you due? And that felt very intimidating when she asked me that, but you know, I gave my due date. But um, when I had him, I was bedridden for three months before I had him. Like I couldn't, I wasn't allowed, I had. I was only allowed like two showers a week. And like, I had to go in a wheelchair if I wanted out of the bed and uh, assistance to even use the toilet. Like it was mm. terrible. And so um, I really, I couldn't do anything for those three months. So I had to like, you know, <clears throat> book out Shut and then, yeah, and I watched murder trials on YouTube. Um, speaking of murder, the Jody Arias case, I watched the entire thing. Um, and then when I had him, I took, you know, some leave just because I was recuperating. I've been in bed for three months and now I couldn't get up again because he was healthy and delivered. So I was up moving around <clears throat> and I was teaching spin classes and I hadn't heard from my manager or my agents. And so I wrote them and they were like, oh, honey, you had a baby. We figured you were done with the business. Oh. And I was like, oh, is this how we treat women? This wow. is this what? is what we do? This is what we do. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, was more like, posed as a question like, oh, are you still doing this? <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. And so it got me thinking like, oh, wow. Is this who I want to be known as? Like chasing the dangling carrot all the time? Like do I want to be in the rat race finding coverage for my son or bringing him into rooms with me? Like, is that what I want to do? Leaving him in a waiting room with another actress stranger going, can you watch my kid while I go in here really quick? Like, yeah. and the answer was, yeah. yeah. We've, all, we've, we've all done it. I did it. We've all done it. I've been the person that's watched the kid and I've been the person that says, hey, yeah, 100%. And then the one that got me was they called me in and I was three months postpartum and they wanted me to wear a bikini and I got the callback. It was a callback that they wanted me to wear a bikini <clears throat> and I'm five, five. And they wanted me with my baby and I still had the baby weight because again, I was in bed for three months. So I, like, it was water weight. Like I accumulated like a lot of fluids and I was, you know, wearing, um, what do you call those socks, Jason? I had to, no, compression socks, compression socks every day, like two pair. Anyway. So I go in and there's these four other women that were called back and they're all six feet tall models paired up with other people's babies like the parents were there with their babies jason had come i'm with my own baby having had just had them and they're like okay come in and everyone take off their clothes to their bikinis and i was like i'm out i'm done nope no and then i realized like is that what being an actor is no it's not you know and so that's when i stopped like i still go i'm still with my representation but she they all know now like 
um, here's the script. If you approve, if you want to do it, honey, it's up to you. You know, like I, or well, that's how it should be period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when people ask me for like, will you come do this? I'm like, absolutely. But I realize that I'm a writer and a producer. Like I just like storytelling and becoming characters is great, but writing them for people and watching them come to life is that's your jam. Oh my God. It's beyond. It just blows my mind. Right. So I feel you, Richard. I hear you. Yeah. It's depressing, but then you figure out who you are. You figure out who you are. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's great that you mentioned the storytelling because it's all about that. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. still coming to terms with so much of why I still do this. And uh, I got back into an acting class recently and with the support, I, and I have to say this uh, before we go too deep into the podcast, but Frederica support with me and everything that I've done and other other guys other friends that i have they don't really have the kind of support that i have and i recognize that and she's like you should get back into class you seem like you really want it you're eager for, to do that and not only did she help me and tell me i should be doing that but she also helped me financially say hey here's let's take some of this money and let's let's get back into a class that's awesome so she's amazing for that and yeah. and i'm still just, just i'm still that. Just I, that. I mean i mean not for birthing his baby <laughs> God damn! I can't give one goddamn compliment you, without you all do that. No more. That's the no. end of anything, and especially in this podcast, you won't get one. I'm kidding, but thank you. Thank but that you is that is a huge that, point why because... we love to have couples on because Jason and I are the same way. Jason's like, yeah. you should quit your job and go to grad school. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're a writer, and that's what you should be doing. Yes. And so I, yes. I, and I totally, get to go horseback riding. Yeah. And he gets yeah. to go horseback riding. Yeah. But I, I, we understand that more than anybody. When you, was there a point in time where you're like, I am not going to get involved with another artist. Like I need somebody yes. with a resume that is like, I went to business school and I'm in a marketing job and that is <laughs> what I should be with because, but they'll never understand or support you the way another artist will. That's right. Mm -hmm. And artists are the hardest working people. They will always make sure that there's a roof over their head because we've been taught at an early age that being an artist isn't going to make you a millionaire, right? Being a yeah. celebrity will, but that's not being an artist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's just, you know, the amount of talent that this dude has is, is un, it's unspeakable. Like there's awesome. it's so much like and seeing him. So I, he, he'll probably talk about this later, but he was in a job that made him absolutely miserable. And it was a creative job. But he was absolutely miserable because he wasn't able to pursue his dream. Um, well, creative was and, in the title, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in the title, right. And, th and thank mm -hmm. you, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. What was the so, job? I guess Is I it one say yeah. I guess I could say it. It was it was a creative manager of a of a company that that dealt with stunt shows. Oh, okay. Uh, with my experience, yeah. they said, "Hey, you have this experience, and it, you, you could be a creative manager." Uh, and, so it's and adjacent, creative yeah, adjacent. It, you're, it's still you're still in the trenches as a middle yeah. man middle management. Yeah. And um and I realized that I was stuck between a a um, vendor company that's a that's a stunt company and a big conglomerate huge company that they work for and it was more about making them happy than it was the cast members the people that i represent the people that i have to look after not only their safety but but their their happiness and joy as a performer in a show in shows multiple shows and um 
man, and that just when you're a performer, you're affinity. When you're still a performer, or yeah, a right. Performer at heart, your affinity lies with performers yeah, for sure. Yeah, and because I wanted to be the person that I didn't have in that position, which was yes, who's looking out for me? Yeah, is anybody in this looking out for me? And I'm like, I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna be that person because of my experience, because of what I've been through, so that you, as a performer, as a young cast member, and this these shows can say this guy fought for us and I did. And I still, I'm still friends with these people, even though I'm no longer part of that anymore. They still recognize it. And even today I still get, well, yeah. And I I take pride in that because some of these young people will just text me and say, Hey man, we miss you. We don't have this anymore. And I'm like, look out for yourself. You have to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because nobody's looking out for you. And um, I think, I think there's a thread to pull here because I see actually a parallel between the job you were doing and well, the part of the job you cared about, which was taking care of people and supporting artists. And what you were saying, Freddie does for you. And I'm sure what you do for Freddie and what Jamie does for me and what I do for her. Yeah. Which is as artists, we don't just, I, I appreciate what you said to, to them that they need to take care of themselves. They have to look out for themselves. Yeah. And we do. But when we find creative partners, Either, you know, like this, where we're we're spouses or friends or or just a collaborative or just somebody asked Jamie recently about me, who if I'm if I'm De Niro, who's my Scorsese? Oh yeah, and and I don't know the answer, but that's a separate conversation. The point of of bringing it up is that when you lock into those people. Uh, who you work with, who take care of you and you take care of them. That's, that's forever. And you, and like you create things together, you make things together and you, and it's, it's the taking care of each other, the stuff that isn't seen on camera or in, or in, in the final art, but that all goes into it and makes the art special. And yes. people don't necessarily know why the art is special. That's why the art is special because yeah, yeah. the people who made, who collaborate on it. Um, Did you just call me your Scorsese? Is that what we're, I think that's what we just landed. I mean, is that what we just landed? (laughs) That's what I, that's what I got out of it. I actually think you're my Joe Pesci. Better. That's That's good. That's good. Um, You, 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 me, you, me, you. That was, that was, that was beautiful. You guys all did that face and I'm just, I'm <laughs> I could do um, this. I could do this all day long. That's our faces just. I was like Peter Falk. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Peter Falk. One Excuse me. If I could interrupt your podcast um, for just a second. I literally watched an episode of Columbo last night, Jason. That's crazy. We have it. Like we downloaded all of them. We downloaded I, it's on, all of it's them. It's on Tubi. Like I got on Tubi yeah. last night. I said I'm watching a Columbo, and I watched yeah. the Columbo. That's crazy. Love Peter That's Paul. an acting lesson every oh, week. Man, so Columbo good. and so Murder good. She Wrote. Those yes. are the two I'm starting next. And the episode I saw, Leslie Nielsen played a straight guy. He was, I remember it. He I remember that. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't doing. He had done. No um, no, he he had done Police Squad. Yeah, he had, but in this episode yeah. of Columbo, he was a straight guy. He was yeah. That's yeah. weird. Once oh, I'd actually movie, like to see that maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fun. I love Once it. Once he did Naked Gun, watch. there was no it going back. So I know, sad. right? I know. Yeah. Um, uh, that was well As said, Jason. By the way, 
That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It felt long and meandering, but no. And, and 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 I'm not I'm not doing this just to go serve it back to Freddie. But I will say that uh, you know when we support each other, there's also that element of we take each other for granted from time. We all do it. Anybody in a relationship will do that. Um, because Jason, what you were saying about like what people don't see, they see the the end results and and all of the work that goes into making that end result. And it's all about that. That's the magic. Yeah. Is what mm-hmm. is what you present to them. Yeah. And with with Frederica, I'll say this: um, we help each other with self tapes. We help each other with everything. And when I see her perform, I remember I remember her talent that mm-hmm. I that I sometimes forget. And she did Carmen Jones in Santa Barbara, and I just remember just crying my eyes out, like in every song. And I'm like, she's singing and she's performing. And she's Carmen Jones. She's the lead. And I go, wow what am I doing with this angel? She's amazing, you know? Oh, and, and, then, and then we get into a fight on the drive home. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's those moments where- Have y'all where, seen where... the way to drive? <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't. He's a stuntman. No, um, yeah. Gotta live a little. That's got funny. those curves on PCH. <laughs> Can't let That's... them go to waste. That's funny. I, um, and I, I totally, I 100% understand that, you know, um, there's just something magical. Okay, before I say that, let me just put you two back on the spotlight. How did you meet? Was it when you were playing? Speaking, <laughs> of, stunt, speaking of stunt shows. Mm. Wait, we start met- the stunt shows, but I think it's funny that you both did cosplay at different things. Like you were playing a cowboy at a county fair <sighs> and you were playing a pastry pan. I was, yeah, I was playing bakeware. I was bakeware. modeling bakeware. I'm playing with bakeware. And I've you done that too. I've done that too. And I want to talk about that for a second because people actually think that that's an acting job. And that's like half the money that you get is like, oh, go do this. And it's, and be an actor. Like I played like a crash test dummy. Do you know, like I just uh, like an there. expo or something? Yeah. Do you remember the crash test dummy? Yeah. 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 I was walked it a around. Car show? I'm slightly, no. I am slightly envious because I love the crash. It was, a, it was an actual crash test. <laughs> it was a fair. It was a safety fair. So like the firemen oh, were okay, there, okay, gotcha. and like okay, that makes you sense. know, there it was like a like a city thing or a county thing, and I yeah. got paid to play a crash test dummy. And I just think it's so we're actors, but mm-hmm. this is what you spend lots of money to do in, in headshots to be masked in bakeware. I, I literally. I probably, cause this was like a good 20 years ago. And I'm sure at the moment when the customer is pinning a bake pan here oh and, and here mm-hmm. and a pizza pan on my butt mm. and um, another pan on my head. There is a picture of me in this really like beautiful pose, but my face is like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if was I your face it, exposed or were you like yeah, inside? Yeah, yes, no, oh. no, because oh. it was a literal, it was a fashion show. Oh, oh my God. It was a, awesome. a bakeware company doing um, some kind of event and they thought, hey, let's close it out by having a fashion show of all of our wares. Wow. And okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so I sorry. I think somebody probably got fired over that if it makes you feel any better. 
That would make me feel so much better. Yeah, because that's a stupid idea. That's a terrible it's... idea. <laughs> that is a terrible idea. I was cl I was literally like clinkety clinkety clink like that's as I'm awesome. going down the run like clinkety clinkety clink like what? What? Wow. I mean, I used to do the Renaissance Festival in um Oh yeah. And I was hired as a local artist to come play, you know, a period person. It but <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that they had to pay someone to come be a, a, a local person when really you just have all these people who do it for free. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I've never been to one of those Ren fairs. Yeah, it, neither have it, I. It, it frightens me, actually. It should. They're carnies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they all yeah. go from state to state now, like as a big, you know, carny oh, situation really? and they set up. And I don't remember why they needed to hire, but they hired a group of young actors and we, you know, did some like children's storytelling shows and things oh, like that. Because the carnies are too swarthy. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, <laughs> you know, we had scripts and yeah, it was really gross. I had a <laughs> sign that said, um, my friend and I, she said sleeping and mine said beauties just so we could take a nap. We always had to be in character no matter what we were doing. And there was no, wow. there was no break room. So we had sleeping beauties and this guy who had just had a jumbo pickle there. So their turkey legs and jumbo pickles came and kissed us to wake us oh, up. Oh shit. And like I screamed and I told our boss and he was like, welcome to the show, ladies. And that was it. Like there's like sexual harassment. <sighs> Nobody gives a shit at the Renaissance Festival. Oh you put God. yourself out there. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was my okay. first paid acting job and I was 18. Okay. So I felt oh. really like, Doing well, I don't want to rock the boat too much. This is good. Go on my resume. Right? <laughs> yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. like me what an asshole them what assholes but they were drunk that's not an excuse they were drunk and you were a kid and you know yeah. what it made a great story it did it makes it a great story um but it just when i was reading about you dressing up in pans and richard um like at the was it a state fair i can't even find it in yeah, my notes it was, i have notes and it was like it was, I've been it was there, uh, bud. it was a i think it was a county fair but it was like a 4-h club thing uh, yeah oh in, god in, even in, worse in havasu and oh, uh, I was recruited to do this gig by these guys that they used to work at the horse track. I think Santa Anita. They, they're horse guys. Like they, they're hardworking horse guys. But they created this idea: if you take a barrel, like a plastic barrel, cut it in half, put suspenders on it. Now you have a skirt. So the lower half of your body looks like little foam legs that are right. That's riding a little stuffed horse. So your legs are under the barrel, but you never see the real legs. Right? You get the mm -hmm. idea. I've so, seen this costume. So you're, you're acting like you got the reins. And they're like, yeah, we got these skits. And these are old, <laughs> these are old men. They're old men. They're like, they to, use the word skits. We go, mm -hmm. to road, we go to rodeos. We go to county skits fairs. Skits and spoofs. And, and they pitch this thing like, man, they love us, man. This is some funny stuff. They get a kick out of it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I can do the whole cowboy thing. Let's do this. So I go and we rehearse. We all like I'm staying in, in a the shitty motel with these old guys. We're rehearsing the lines for the next day. It's a county fair. Now we're going to a county fair where there are real farmers, real cowboys. And it didn't take long for me to realize so these guys right are now. not entertained by this comical parody of who they really are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they took offense to it. These real these real hard workers yes. are like looking at us going. Is that, how, is that how you see us? Is that what you think? 
you know? And then it got, became more embarrassing because as we're going along and I'm doing these skits and I'm like, whoa, horsey, whoa. Like, oh, let's follow this little caravan. This guy has a dog dressed like a horse that pulls a little wagon and it's a, a CD player that plays music. So we stopped and they played, you put your right hoof in, you put your right no. hoof out, you put uh -uh. your right hoof in and you shake <laughs> it all about. And I'm like, I'm really doing this. I'm really doing this. So it was a really horrible day. And then they go, they love us in the beer garden. And I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going in there with a bunch of drunk cowboys, a bunch no. of drunk farmers. And we did. And sure enough, this drunk farmer jumps on the back of my horse, which no. is just held on by suspenders. No. Sends me to my knees and breaks my suspenders off. And that was, that was it for me. I walked back yeah. to our little tent and I'm like, yeah, guys, I can't do this anymore. It was, it was just too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually the guy that jumps on the back of somebody else's horse. I'm not supposed to be the guy that gets jumped on. Right, 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 right. You gotta, you gotta know your lane and stay in it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was acting. It was acting. It was a gig. It was wow, a I'm doing this. This is great. I made it, mom. And when I love those. Uh, like, oh, sorry. I, I just, I love those, those. That is not a gig. That's a side hustle. It no. had like you were performing. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, but, but at the that time is you not at the time you do think you're you're performing. Yes. You're thinking, I'm making money performing. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm it's yeah. not a job, but it is. It's a you're right, Jason, it is. But at the time I didn't think of it that way. I think, wow, I could do this all summer. Nope. Yeah. One, no, one time no. and that was it. You know what? There's a wide spectrum of of performance jobs that yeah. are, you know, from everywhere from like super cringy and like it couldn't feel like I would rather do typing than than this <laughs> all the way to you know dream job acting and 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 everything in between um but it sounds like this was the cringiest <laughs> i also want to say though that everybody's done these side gigs or acting yeah. adjacent job like you yeah. don't say that you're an actor and not get asked to do something like um I mean, I stand know. and work is like stand that. Stand and work or, or oh, at a, you know, like, yeah, I remember, I vaguely remember it. I think it, because I like hated it so much. It was my first year here. And like, I had to dress up as a cowgirl or something. They had costumes yeah. at a bar or at a party where they hired entertainers or actors to just walk around and be in character mm -hmm. for this corporate party. Right. And it, I, it's just vaguely remember it. Cause I, after one night I was like, I'm done. Like, this is not. Well, they, I well, because, not acting. because what it does is it takes the thing you love and the thing you're willing to sacrifice so much for and makes it shitty. It makes yeah. it shitty. But here's, here's speaking of that, here's the catch 22, like working because Richard and I both have done many years in theme parks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that is like, you know, and there's people that's like, yes. Are you performing? Yes. Do you have a live audience? Yes. Yeah. Are you getting paid to, you know, to do your craft? Yes. However, it's like. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, that's a good, that's, I was trying to think of how to say mm -hmm. it. It's like that all, it's, it's everything you came to Los Angeles or wherever to do, but that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like right. that's your bubble. Cruise um, ship is the same way. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Great it's a example. wonderful it's a wonderful training ground. But mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I know I can say for sure I stayed there way too long. Yeah, they, because of the comfort and the yeah. insurance. 
Yeah. But she she had that wherewithal and and realization way before I did. Yeah. Like she's like I'm I'm winging myself out of this. I I can't. And let's talk about that. Is that universal? Is that where you guys met? Yeah. No, we met at Knotts. At Knotts, yeah. At Knotts. Okay, let's talk. About same that same thing, or were you Thank just you. riding the rides? You come. 